Welcome. You're listening to the Voice of Vedanta podcast from the Vedanta Society of Southern California. Visit us on the web at vedanta.org. Om Apyayantu Mamangani Vakranas Chakshu Sotram Atavalam Indriyani Chasarvani Sarvam Brahmo Panishadam Mahang Brahma Nirakuriyam Mama Brahma Nirakarod Onira Karanang Mayostu Onira Karanang Mayostu Dadatmani Nira Teja Upanishad Sudharma Te Maishantu Te Maishantu Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. May all, may my all functions of our minds, the works of our bodies, and the activities of our senses, please the Almighty Brahman, who is described in the Vedanta. May you not forget that reality. May I realize that presence in us. May you not be forsaken by that truth. May all divine qualities adorn our soul and bring peace to our minds. Om, peace, peace, peace be unto us all. So today our topic is life after death. It is a good topic for all of us to know what is there and what the scriptures talk about. It matters little whether one follows the path of this religion or that religion, whether someone feels interested in the presence of the divine or God, is God there, is God not there, those are all questions, maybe optional. But death is such a thing it is non-optional. <laughs> As we are born, so we'll have to embrace death. But to embrace death is a strong word. But to face the challenge of death. And to find out what is behind, if at all we can. No instrument or no machinery has been created yet to understand exactly what happens after death. But the seers of truth have focused and contemplated on this point and what they gave, what the ideas they carry. And most of the religion accept the norm that there is life after death. Hindus and Buddhists, they believe that there is life after death. And not only that, we are born again and again, rebirth. That is one of the great tenet of these two religions. But those religions even, which do not talk about after death or rebirth, reincarnation, that terminology, but it is undoubtedly they believe that there is something after death. That's why, why people go to church? Why to the mosque? Why to the temple? Because there is thought that after death, I don't want to be in this miserable life anymore. I'll go to some place, it's called heaven. Is it not? Who is not hankering for that? It matters little whether it exists or non-exists. That is the hope. That after death, I go to church, I pray to God, or I go to mosque, or I go to temple. God will save me and I will be in heaven. In dualistic religion, there is concept of salokko, salok, samippo, sajujjo. After death, yes, there is a life. Accept it. And they say, according to your good actions and thoughts, you will be in tune, in, in the same plane, in the same property, or you can say in the same premises, where the Lord resides. Saloka, in the same plane. That's why Hindus have many concepts of 
ವಿಷ್ಣುಲೋಕ ಕೃಷ್ಣಲೋಕ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಲೋಕ ಡಿಫ್ರೆಂಟ್ ಪ್ಲೇನ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಯು ಲೀವ್ ಅಕಾರ್ಡಿಂಗ್ ಟು ಯುವರ್ ಚಾಯ್ಸ್ ದಟ್ ಯು ಹೋಮ್ ಯು ಥಾಟ್ ದಟ್ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಯುವರ್ ಚೂಸ್ ಇನ್ ಐಡಿಯಲ್ ಆರ್ ಯು ಥಿಂಕ್ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ದ ಗೋಲ್ ಆಫ್ ಯುವರ್ ಲೈಫ್ ಯು ವಾಂಟ್ ಟು ರೀಚ್ ದಟ್ ಪರ್ಟಿಕ್ಯುಲರ್ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಡಿವೈನ್ ಸೋ ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ಡೆತ್ ಯು ಲೀವ್ ವಿತ್ ದಟ್ ಈವೆನ್ ಡಿಫ್ರೆಂಟ್ ಕಾನ್ಸೆಪ್ಟ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದೇರ್ ವಿಲ್ ಬಿ ಡಿಫ್ರೆಂಟ್ ಪ್ಲೇನ್ಸ್ ಹಿಂದೂಸ್ ವಿಲ್ ಬಿಲೀವ್ ದಟ್ ದೇ ವಿಲ್ ಗೋ ಟು ಹೆವೆನ್ ಆರ್ ಹೆಲ್ ಇಂಟರ್ಮಿಡಿಯೇಟ್ಲಿ ಇಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಇಂಟರ್ಮ್ ಪೀರಿಯಡ್ ಡೂಯಿಂಗ್ ಗುಡ್ ವರ್ಕ್ ಮಚ್ ಗುಡ್ ವರ್ಕ್ ಒನ್ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಬೆನ್ ಡನ್ ಸೊ ಯು ವಿಲ್ ಗೋ ಟು ದ್ಯಾಟ್ ಪ್ಲೇನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ವೆನ್ ದಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಎಕ್ಸಾಸ್ಟೆಡ್ ದೆನ್ ಯು ಕಮ್ ಬ್ಯಾಕ್ ಎಗೇನ್ ವರ್ಕ್ ಹಿಯರ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಗೋ ಬ್ಯಾಕ್ ದಿಸ್ ಗೋಯಿಂಗ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಕಮಿಂಗ್ ವಿಲ್ ಕಂಟಿನ್ಯೂ ದಿಸ್ ವೆರಿ ನ್ಯಾಚುರಲ್ ಫೆನೋಮೆನಾ ಬಟ್ ಈವೆನ್ ದೋಸ್ ಡೋಂಟ್ ಬಿಲೀವ್ ದಟ್ ದೇರ್ ಈಸ್ ದಟ್ ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ಲೈಫ್ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಬೋರ್ನ್ ಎಗೇನ್ ಹಿಯರ್ ದಿಸ್ ಮಚ್ ಈಸ್ ಬಿಲೀವ್ಡ್ ದಟ್ ಯು ಲೀವ್ ದೇರ್ ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ಡೆತ್ ಯು ಲೀವ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಪ್ಲೇನ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಡಿವೈನ್ ಆರ್ ಯು ಆರ್ ವೆರಿ ಕ್ಲೋಸ್ ಟು ದ ಲಾರ್ಡ್ ಸಾಲಕ್ಕು ಸಾಮೀಪ್ಯ ಸಾಜುಜ್ಜ ಗೆಟಿಂಗ್ ದಿ ಪ್ರಾಕ್ಸಿಮಿಟಿ ಆಫ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಪ್ರೆಸೆನ್ಸ್ ಎಂಜಾಯಿಂಗ್ ದ ಪ್ರೆಸೆನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ಡಿವೈನ್ ಸಮ್ ಸಾರ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಎಕ್ಸಿಸ್ಟೆನ್ಸ್ ದಟ್ ಮೀನ್ಸ್ ಎಕ್ಸಿಸ್ಟೆನ್ಸ್ ಕಂಟಿನ್ಯೂಸ್ ದೋ ದಿಸ್ ಆಪರೆಂಟ್ ಫಿಸಿಕಲ್ ಫ್ರೇಮ್ ಇಸ್ ನಾಟ್ ದೇರ್ ನೌ ದಿಸ್ ಈಸ್ ದಿ ಪಾಯಿಂಟ್ ದಟ್ ದಿಸ್ ಎ ಹ್ಯೂಮನ್ ಫಾರ್ಮ್ ಹ್ಯೂಮನ್ ಬೀಯಿಂಗ್ ಇಸ್ ಟ್ರೈಂಗ್ ಟು ರಿಸಾಲ್ವ್ ದಿಸ್ ಕ್ವೆಶನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಮೋಸ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ರಿಲಿಜಿಯನ್ಸ್ ಆಸ್ ಐ ಹ್ಯಾವ್ ಮೆನ್ಷನ್ ಬಿಲೀವ್ ದಟ್ ದೇರ್ ಈಸ್ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ಡೆತ್ not that in this life everyone is bothered with this problem especially who are very happy with this present life eating sleeping dying and having some fun and having some cries and weeps eh? weeping and crying and then okay 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 let us go move on they don't need to bother about this thing but most sensible people face this question and contemplate deeply what is this beyond the veil this is a mystery mystery for all of us we love someone we live with someone whole life with so many friends our mom grandma granddaughter grandfather whom we loved our friends and suddenly something happens because dead did what did he go who was smiling who was angry who was frustrated who behaved normally abnormally what is that who who was that is the physical frame or something beyond so this question is really a hunting question in the heart of all intelligent people even non intelligent people because this is a question <laughs> because it will not allow them not to think point will come and really really this is a real mystery where does one go we saw the other day the day before i saw and something happened in the night and is no more and the physical body as we know we have to take care of that so it goes then what does the person who was smiling was frowning what did he or she go so this is the mystery this question haunts the heart of those who having observed more to the temporary nature of life they start thinking of that beforehand to think that this life is not the end so the physical body is undergoing change death of the physical body does not mean the death of who is inside death of the physical body is very natural whether we like it or dislike it the physical body is always dying and it is getting reborn it may not be very palpably present and understandable by us because you see we saw my i we saw our face before the mirror every morning so you see i am the same guy it almost no one thinks that i am changing too much but if someone brings my photograph when i came in this country 1993 then he say oh my whose photo is this <laughs> who is this guy and who is this guy but this change didn't come in one day one split second it is a continuous change and it is happening every moment we are dying and we are reborn and this is the thing going on continuously who can stop that for a split second i started 
within five minutes we have changed. But that change is so smooth and natural, we don't think that it is a change that the old is dead and new is being born, we don't accept that. But it is happening every split second. So the body is dying or death and reborn is a continuous process. But who is inside? Who says my changes? Who says that I was like this when I was teenage, boy or girl? Who says that I was a baby? This is my mind. I was. So who is that I standing behind these changes of the body? That is the question and that is to be understood. And that never goes, never comes. So the question, the physical death, we think physical depth of the body, we think that that is death. We have identified that way. That is the way we understand death. Death means the death of this physical frame. But this physical frame when it's dying and that continuity goes on, we don't recognize that it is death. We don't take it. This is life. This is growth of life. A baby will be born and crawling and then he will change into the standing position and then goes on to his rise up in the adult and then declines. This is very natural. But every split second this change is happening and death is happening. But we recognize it as growth. So death is a momentary change of the situation with the body. But death is not of the soul. So now what is death? Death means, according to Google, what can you say? <laughs> we don't need to read books. <laughs> death is what? It is called clinical death. <laughs> when the heart stops and stops for a few seconds, then we try to revive. But if it continues for some time, and it crosses three minutes, four minutes, it's very bad, very bad. Nine one one didn't come or something happened, didn't start pumping. So it is tending towards that. If it is, they say that if it is five or six minutes, it has turned to that point. The brain does not get. It's called brain death. It starts there because no more oxygen is going there. So the physical body is collapsing. And then they say that if they can survive also, but uh, they are like a lifeless body eh, staying in the comatic state. There's no life. It exists. We can continue, but he's clinically, he becomes dead. So this clinical death is called the death of the body. But is that the death? Is that the end of all? Or is it something beginning of the next? And also I say not beginning. It's a continuum. The soul which resides inside is a continuum. The changes which come in the body and the mind, that is relative, that is changing. In Hindu idea, there's a concept of physical body. It always undergoes the change. And this physical body deteriorates. But who is observer in the physical body, it is the same person. Same person who says, I, I observed. Who is in me when I was a baby, when I was a child, when I was grown, all these years, something observed all these changes. Body is changing. But that person who is inside, it is never changing. On changing all the time. It is like an observer. It observes our day experience. It observes our dream experience. It observes our sleep experience. Where can he die? Where can he go? All these changes are happening like a movie, film. It is rolling. It is passing one to the other. And the light inside, that lamp, which is just projecting, falling on the film, is getting the 
experience of the outside world. That's why the Vedantic way of thinking is that we have three types of bodies. We do not, we don't pay much attention. We pay attention to the physical body only. Physical body, we have a subtle body, we have causal body. We sometimes stay in the physical body. When I am in the physical body, I am walking through the physical body, means I am subtle body is also functioning there, and causal body also is there. When I, first layer of clothing, second layer of clothing, and third layer of clothing. Inside is the eternal light or lamp who is unchanged, unchanging. Eh? Projection lamp in the film, in the movie. That is the inside light. And it is shining all the time. And is covered once. That is called the causal body. That is the body when we do go to deep sleep. In that body, it is called karana sarira. Sarira is the body. Karana, the cause. Cause of what? Cause of this dream body and also this physical body. So when it is that time we do not know in the causal body, that time I do not know, I have no concept of this world, neither the concept of this body. But there is one consciousness who is standing there and experiencing I am sleeping. Maybe not at that point, afterwards we remember. We say, I had a good sleep. I do not know anything. Neither the rain, storm, I, I didn't get any idea of what is going on. Neither my dream, my mind is not working and I am not seeing anything in my dream universe. So, that is the causal body. Subtle body, when mind is active. Mind, and we find subtle senses are also working. It is called the 17 elements comprise our subtle body. These eyes don't function there. We have a subtle eye. To that we see the dream universe. These physical eyes are closed. And physical nose is breathing, but I am not aware. But there also you breathe in a subtle body. So it is called the five elements. What are the five elements by which we are constituted? And constituted of air, fire, space, water and earth. These are the five elements. This body is nurtured. It is maintained continuously. In the subtle body, the subtle part of all these five elements also is there. And you have the five sense organs and five actions, organs of action. You have your hand there. You walk there. You have the feet. Like this, exactly. So five organs of perception, eyes, ear, nose, tongue, taste, etc. And hand, feet, etc. The five organs of activity and the five elements by which this physical body is nurtured, subtle part of those are existing there. That's why we eat there, we drink there, we have some beautiful scene we observe through our vision, we hear some music in the dream. So all these are the three into five, fifteen, and then another two is called the mind and intellect. That means you have your mind there functioning. You can cry there, you can be emotionally upset there, you can be happy there. So mind is there. Your understanding is also functioning there. Your analysis, you are driving a car, another car you saw suddenly hitting you. So you turn it as if in the physical world, it is a subtle level, it is working. So 17 elements constitute our subtle body, that is the Vedantic concept. That's called your, your subtle body, same for my subtle body. Everyone's subtle body is that body. So we live in some time, of, most of the time, to this body where all the other two bodies are also associated. When you just like launching a rocket, what happens? And that which boosted this physical body stays back. No? And the rocket moves into the subtle realm. 
and then subtle body another boosting dream you are in the dream world and sometimes you rest enough dream mind needs little rest and then mind sleeps there and when the mind sleeps i we have no concept of this world neither of the dream world world of imagination world of creation everything is gone so gross body subtle body causal body that is the dreamless sleep state but there is somebody who is sitting behind he, he never sleeps he never goes he never comes he is always as consciousness observing what is happening while through the physical body you are living in the physical body the waking state you are in the dream state or you are in the sleep state sleep state also observed by that consciousness what you say i slept now these are the three states and eternal consciousness is all pervaded according to hindu idea when you say atman does not go or does not come we are referring to that consciousness eternal consciousness it has no death it has no birth it is it was it will be before my birth this consciousness in me was there and when his mother's womb it was there that's why you see even the small bacteria this there is also some consciousness is all consciousness pervaded everywhere and that consciousness was where it is manifested we call it is life more concrete where it does not like stones and rocks we say there is no consciousness because the intellect ego these faculties are not manifested there now that eternal consciousness that's why people get confused when gita the bhagavad gita and other scriptures say that i am unborn i am un- undying see how are you not un- how can you be continuously existing yes this birth and death happens in the physical and the subtle level but beyond that causal level what happens it never goes never comes so brahman is eternal atman is eternal you hear all the time we get confused this is also called atman and who dies we call the atma never goes never comes or again we are saying atmari is born again so this is a confusing term that's why when you read the scriptures you will find there is smallest and it's a capitalist small self and capital self what is the small self that self where subtle body and causal body they have a package as in your dream when you are dreaming you have your subtle body at the same time your causal body is also present there causal body is the ego body only ego remains i i nothing else a faint existence of the understanding about ego sense may not be because there is no other object mind gets shut down that's why you don't have the experience but there is some ego sense i slept well so a little remnant of the presence of the subtle body going into the causal level that remains so we get confused normally in one sense vedanta says atman is undying unborn and then again saying oh this body is gone but soul lives what is the soul means here vedanta means soul is the 17 elements which constitute our subtle and causal body when it is here now it is working when it goes out then we shall it is dead but it does not die because the subtle body has desire it's a bundle of old impressions and desires unless it is fulfilled it will have to take another birth because you need certain instrumentality through which you can experience the world suppose you want to eat in the subtle body and this food will not work there you have to be given subtle water but we cannot give you have to give yourself only but in the physical level the physical food can satisfy us so when the soul feels soul again soul means this 17 elements please remember this is a very fundamental point which 
always gets a confused idea. Soul transmigrates. And another sense, soul does not die. What a confusion. No. That here S is small s, individual soul we are talking about. And that is S, capital, which is the universal consciousness. Where here is there, behind you is there everywhere. Uh, like infinite space. Like I give the common example, Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi connection is there everywhere. But you have to get connected. You need a password is necessary. That's why we don't get the password, then we cannot function. So if you get a password, then you get connected there. So this is, that Brahman is all pervaded, absolute. That is the eternal consciousness, eternal bliss, eternal joy. It's nothing going, nothing coming. It is everywhere. But now, when the subtle body comes, out of that cosmic consciousness, your computer is working. There will be thousand computers, million computers. Each one is a computer. Now, how this functions? So you have to connect with that. But at the same time, you see something in gross in your computer letters and images and things. So this is just an example. I cannot actually make any parallel of this. But apparently near the computer, what, what is there? Nothing is there. You type something in Google and the whole world is coming out. Where did it come from? Your old past impressions in the mind. There is a mind stock. Where impressions after impressions, all the karmas. Every day what we do, every thought we thought, it is gone to the subconscious. It's Google is pulling out. So it pulls out our sanskaras. That's why our past impressions are all embedded and it is only recollection, recollection of our past. That is called, called the memory. So this life goes on. Instantly it is working. But when this body does not function, it does not die. Now it is sitting in the eye cloud. <laughs> I sometimes doubt how, how these things are coming from where. In all your emails, now you pay additional money. You have infinite storage, so you can go on adding. <laughs> or all I asked, where does this go? Well, it is in the iCloud. <laughs> so all our past impressions, samskaras, they are all embedded there. And whatever is the desire. In the computer you sit, you want to watch YouTube. Okay, you click YouTube. Then what do you want to see? See, exactly it is happening. <laughs> you want to see... In your dream, you want to see in the dream, no? So, what do you want? It is not in the, in, the, in, the, in the screen or nowhere you find those YouTube, so many talks, lectures and everything. You don't find anything. But when you get connected and then you see another world is coming out, out of the subtle impressions. It is kept somewhere. And here it is in the mind. Your mind, my mind, individual mind is carrying the whole Stock of impressions. And those stocks of impressions are there. And I have experienced so many things. But still my mind says, Hey, uh, I tested this ice cream, but today I hear about another ice cream. So how can I get it? And people prepare with different recipes to attract more and more. This world is like that. So you want to see anything more? Okay. Then experience that. That's why when this gross body remains and the subtle body ends its duration being old being some disease or death this machinery does not function then what will you do it is they move like a leech leech movement Upanishad declares that we move from one birth to the other birth like a leech leech you have experienced most of you have not maybe leech one leg one mouth leech stands here and he was enjoying here, but now he wants to move. So it moves forward and tries to find what is the next stable ground. And when it finds the stable ground, it is really sure, then it moves forward. This is the way life after life we go on. That means, what is my desire? Out of infinite impressions, infinite expectation, what is my last desire? That's why in Hindu thought, even in every religion, there is this much importance is given when someone is departing. What is the last thought you are giving? What help you are giving to that person? 
by providing with the noble thought. You, you read Bible to a devotee who loves Christ as the Lord of the universe. A Shiva devotee, she chants Shiva Nam. What? Their mind will be, that, that will get a boosting to go into that direction. Otherwise, in my infinite stock of my mind, what desire will pop up? And what last desire will come? Ah, my face is going to, I will be born in that life again. Because I'll have to experience that. Life is only experience. What else? Experience of pleasure and experience of pain. And getting frustrated, trying to enjoy, we get enjoyed. We like to see the universe and experience it. And the world experiences us. We become a frustrated person. And that frustration is good. In one sense, when you find that there is nothing can be achieved in this material universe, which is full of changes. Every split second, everything is changes. What can we achieve here? What can you give? What can give you the permanent peace and happiness? Then search starts and then it is called the detachment comes. So that's why the search goes to inward search to the holy people, to the holy text, to the holy temples. So this search starts when we get tired of this experience of the world. And mind, when leaving this body, does not crave for any mundane material thing and it seeks for eternal, substantial, perfect, absolute, peaceful, joyful state to be there. When that connection comes, then the soul will merge into the divine and not to come back again. And otherwise must have to be born. So long there is a trace of desire, we must have to take another body to experience that. What body we take? What body will be congenial? Uh, the, the crow has a body. And how the crow can eat small, big, and he will have to eat such food. Like us, we want to eat food. Say we'll have this type of mouth which can chew, we can suck, we can do all these things. So body is fitted according to the need, custom made. Whatever is the desire according to your body will be constituted like that. that that's why it's called we constitute our body according to our desire. Anyhow, I'm going too far uh, away. But the point is that it is the point of our birth and death. Birth and death, birth and death we consider birth of the body and death we consider death of the body. But who was in the body? Who was the prime force in the body? Who was moving through the body? Who was enjoying through the eyes? Who was he listening to the ears? Taste, tongue. Who is that inner person? We have no understanding about that. Upanishad declares this is this truth, what he talks about, that this Atma. Atma means that, that consciousness. He is riding as it were in this body, like space everywhere, giving up opportunity to the objects which like in physical appearance as we are. That Atman is the charioteer or he is actually the boss who sits in the car. And this body is chariot. Kathopanishad, you have listened many times, but it is one of the best understanding, best way to understand our journey of life. That Atmanam Rathinang Vidhi Shariram Rathamevatu Buddhintu Sharating Vidhi Manaha Pragrahamevacha Indriyani Hayanahu Vishayang Steshugoshanan Atmendriya Manojuktam Bhaktaityahu Manishina. The same pure consciousness is called Bhokta. Bhokta means enjoyer. When he identifies himself with this senses, intellect, ego, and enjoys the things of the objects of the senses, that is called the Bhokta. He is the enjoyer. And this enjoyer is the soul, you, me. I say, I enjoyed it very much. 
I suffered so much. Suffering is also an enjoyment in a lower degree, is it not? Joy and suffering, what is the difference? I think it is the same. Joy and suffering. It's, it is the same, only lower degree of joy, which I don't like. That is called suffering. <laughs> Higher degree, eh, more than my expectation, I'm happy. So it is the same in different degrees. So it is a beautiful example to think. Suppose think of your body, this body is like a chariot and it has these 10 horses. What are the 10 horses I just talked about? Eyes. These are called perception. Eyes we see. We can perceive. Hear, ear, nose, fragrance, smell, tongue to eat, skin to touch. The five horses, and they have their own object. I have something, anything beautiful. You cannot stop your eyes. I will run like that. No? If any some some someone says something about you or your name, you immediately be, hey, what did you talk about me? Very alert. So each senses a beautiful food. Wow, it's good. Let me test. So each senses have their objects. So five senses of perception and ten horses I am talking about. These five horses and another five horses are what? Through which you function. Your hand, feet, etc. Chakshu, karna, nasika, juha, tak. Anyhow, so these five sense organs of perception and action, these are the ten horses. And they are driving the car. No? You see, your, our life is driven by what? It is driven by mind who is behind it. I wish. What I wish? I wish to come to Vedanta. That's why you are all the cars. Your own personal cars, you drove it. And you directed where? Your horses, mean a car, wheel, your uh, gas pressure, everything is all coordinated and you came here. Suppose you have another desire, the horses will go in then another direction. So these 10 horses and they are all tied to the mind because without mind, your eyes will be looking like that, you will not see anything. Lecture will be going on, but your mind goes split second, some other thought, you are not here. So mind is connecting all the senses. So ten horses connected with mind, one mind, is all connecting all of them. And it is held in the hand of a charioteer, the driver. That's why horses, horse driving, you control the horse by what? Pulling the reins. Mind is the rein. And you are the buddhi, intellect. Your intellect is the holding them. And this intellect should listen to who is sitting in the behind. Hey, I like to go. Take a right turn here. <laughs> GPS says, take a right. But if you don't listen to the GPS, you go. Then you will have to recalculate again. And say, hey, you are taking the wrong turn. But anyhow, it takes a long time to go like that and then to turn back again. But anyhow, so this is the beautiful analogy. That this our body is like that. Body is like a chariot. Ten senses attain organs of actions and perception. They are all connected by the reins of mind in the hand of your intelligence. Intelligence decides this side road is good or bad, but it is directed by the boss who is sitting behind. I want to go this way. I want to go to Hollywood or I want to go to San Luis Obispo. So the direction is decided that way. That is called the jiva, individual soul. That individual soul resides here. But behind that individual soul is the Atman. He does not do anything because he is full. He is saturated in his own joy. He is bliss himself. He is joy himself. He is peace himself. He has no desire to do anything. But he observes. And his reflection, I, there are two I. One is big I, another is our petty I, little I, I. Here, I differ with your eye. My idea, your idea, we change, no? So this small eye associated with all these, they are called the bhokta, enjoyer. This is called the soul. Am I correct? Am I clear here? This is a very important point what 
the entire scripture is telling us about what the subtle body, which goes out, which takes a birth. Here you see what they are talking about, five sense organs, five organs of action connected with the mind and directed by intelligence behind. Intelligence is the driving. Say you have, don't think that you are the self-driving car. You have your cab driver. So you are the boss sitting over there and your driver is driving means your cab driver is driving, taking you to your destination where you want to go. What is your desire to go? You decide what you want to be next, right? This life I wanted to study, but I didn't get much that scope. Next time if I am born, if everyone is asked, what do you want? Next life, suppose you are given another life, what do you want? We all will select something. Okay, this life, I was not rich. I want to be a billionaire. This life, I was not, I didn't get much higher education. I will do that. Or I got higher education in this field. I want to know that. So always knowing something else, else, else goes on. So long that desire remains, this subtle body will have to move from one to the other to the other to satisfy those desires. And when all the experiences of seeing things, hearing, testing, touching is finished and we find that it does not give me the joy, what I wanted, what I am seeking for. I am seeking for absolute eternal joy and it is not, I am not getting that. When I understand that, then you turn back. Who is the person inside as effulgent reality, consciousness, is giving me support to experience this thing, then the reflection, reflected eye, then turns this way. As I say the example, we take all the pictures, camera, all focused outside. And now, modern iPhone is so nice, you take a selfie. So it was all on that side. We are clicking, 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 infinite. Now you can take how many pictures, as much as you can but never satisfied. See, those cameras full of photographs, are they happy and are they not taking any more photographs? They are more, more photographs. But one day you will say, I have taken so much. Let me see how much beautiful, how, how much beauty is here in me. Total attention turns this way and that is the cause of knowing our own self, real self, little, little I, our mind, our emotions, our ego, all find satisfaction within, then it is no more coming and no more going. So this is the beautiful idea that we, so long we are embodied being, we have our changes in the body, but in that body there are another body. This is the gross body. Gross bodies change, we can see. But subtle body also changes. We don't observe that. But those who are meditated, they understand how their understanding is changing, how they used to think before, how they think now, how their vision about the universe, vision, perception about themselves have vastly changed and can find that there is something beyond which is not to be limited by this way. But I am trying to satisfy myself with this little ego, with this little mind, with this little subtle body, physical body. We have enjoyment in the physical body. We have enjoyment in the subtle body. Subtle body also you can get good good food. Subtle body you can have a beautiful place to, beautiful place you're visiting. You may have wonderful luxury, luxurious um, house there. You are arranging a party there uh, in the dream. So this subtle body also, that is called the heavens and all the heavens concept. But that is also a temporary abode because that is coming because of your wish to fulfill. Also there is another theory. It is said that we, whatever we are working in our life, the karma, the karma, you did some good karma, very good karma. So after death, you get the prize of that work, benefit of that work. And you go to heaven and experience something there and then come back. You understand that that is not the goal of life. You cannot get satisfaction because it is limited. Anything limited by time, space and causation 
cannot give us eternal joy. And we have the potentiality to touch our ground, which is eternal, which is beyond birth and death. So really, let us understand this much, that we are born here in the physical body. We die, but that is the physical body's death. Our subtle body and causal body remains, and that leaves this body, like a leech, as I have said. And then when he goes in between, in this life, if one does very bad karma according to the scripture, they experience some hellish experience we call hell. But that is a temporary because you did some bad karma, so you exhaust that. Or good karma, you exhaust that. After that, you come back again, start your new journey, and then move on and on, life after life, life after life goes on. Until and unless we find that this world is a place of experience only, and it is so limited, it can give us only a speck of joy or so much of suffering. So I don't want that. I have my, in my stock, infinite source of joy and happiness and let me turn back. That's the spiritual life starts turning back, questioning who am I? What am I? Why am I? What is this universe? What it meant for me? Uh, well, recently one boy came. He said that I have accomplished this, that, but I don't find any meaning in life. I don't find any purpose of life. That question comes. Is this life only to be born and to die and few days merrymaking and, and crying and weeping and experiencing the physical pains and aches and pains and all troubles? This is life or something beyond. The goal of life, purpose of life. And that is the awakened state. We call his or she is spiritually awakened. Awakened means the question comes. And that big question, death is the biggest question. Death is like a turning point in life because it puts us this very, very strong uh, position into life to think about is it ending or is it what? What have I done? That's why in the Isha Upanishad it is said the death is approaching. Now you think that what? You have done in your whole life. And pray to Lord, O oh Lord, lead us to the path of light and illumination so that I need not have to come back again. Those who do spiritual practice, trying to touch the inner content and move after that if they go into the higher plane because of their karma, because of their good thinking, have no desire to come down to this earth or to the planets to have these material experiences. They are finished with that. Then they move from there and reach the eternal freedom. That is called the Kromo Mukti or gradual liberation. That is the path of gradual liberation. And other path is called the experiential uh, journey in our life. We go through testing this, testing that, touching this, holding this, home, experiencing joys and suffering and understanding it is all momentary, it is all limited. I cannot get satisfied by that. I need something more. That's why you see that in every heart there is the cry. No one is satisfied with whatever position one is there. They want more money, money, more money. Billionaire, multi-billionaire. There is no end of it. More, more. Because we are infinite. Everyone wants to stay on. Because we are infinite existence. This body dies. I don't want that. I want to feel that I remain all the time. So this is the cry for our infinite nature. And that, until we reach that, this birth and death cycle goes on and on, giving us, sometimes it is shock. It may be shock, it may be boosting, it may be a very devastating experience, but that devastating experience puts before us the big question, what next? And those who are fortunate, they understand this, believe these scriptures, Think this way. And actually, if we keenly observe the world, what can satisfy us? What is permanent here? It is every split second is changing and we are hallucinating like that. Oh, that will give me joy. By the time you grab it, it is changed. It runs behind beyond your fingers. So nothing we can hold here. Only we can hold what we are. And that is our eternal self. So, beyond the veil, is that eternal self? Beyond death is that eternal self? But 
until we reach that destination, we have another realm of existence, which is called our heaven experience, hell experience, subtle body, in which we go through that. And until we take another physical body, born in a baby, new journey starts there again. And then it goes on and on and on. And one day we say, enough of enough. Let me turn back to my own self. So they try to explore eh, deeper and deeper behind the body, behind the mind, behind the emotions, behind the ego, behind the, our own intelligence and ego. That eternal shining light to identify there, to meditate there and to be freed. That is the goal of life. That is the life after death, real life after death. Thank you. Now we'll end with a prayer. Om Sarve Bhavantu Shukhinaha Sarve Shantu Niramayaha Sarvam Bhadrani Pashantu Makashidukavag Bhavit Sarvas Durgani Sarvu Bhadrani Pashatu Sarvas Sadbuddhim Apnotu Sarvas Sarvatanandatu Om Shanti 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 Hi Om May all be happy. May all be free from disease. May all realize what is good. May none be subject to misery. May all be freed from dangers. May all realize what is noble. May all be actuated with high and noble thoughts. May all rejoice everywhere. Om Peace 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 be unto us. You've been listening to the Voice of Vedanta podcast from the Vedanta Society of Southern California. Thanks for listening.